Welcome back to Capital Ideas. This is where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. What we have today is the second half of our two-part conversation with 40th District State Representative Jeff Morris of Mount Vernon, Chair of the House Technology and Economic Development Committee. If you heard part one, you know he talked about some exciting new internet technology. The high-tech talk continues today, and here we go. I've got a list of your prime-sponsored bills in front of me here, and four out of five of them have something to do with technology issues. Uh, is there one you want to pick out and talk about here that the people in your district might not know about, the people all over the world, I hope, listening to this podcast might be interested in? Another topic that we're spending, I've spent a lot of time the last five years, um, and, and it's ironic, a lot of the dialogue I have with the utilities here are pushing them um, to get ready for what's coming next in the electricity technology sector. And what's happening in, in electricity is for the first time you're seeing what, what has been called Moore's Law, which is a technology standard for how technology is going to double its capacity and, and shrink its uh, footprint. Um, and I always tell my constituents, too, when I go talk to them, I said, hey, do you think, if you think you're uncomfortable with the rate of change in technology today, it, actually today is the slowest it's going to be for the rest of your life. And people forget about that often. That's how fast technology is changing. Well, that's happening in electricity. And people don't realize that one of the um, exciting things for me, um, but hard for utilities that's happened since the recession, is uh, you know we all bought some LED TVs before the recession hit back in the you know 2005 to 2007, and uh, what what you can do now is that you may have bought a 32 inch LED TV back then. Now you're going out and buying a 4K LED TV that's 72 inches, and that 72 inch TV actually uses less electricity than that 32 inch one did back in 2005. And it costs less and too. It, and it costs less. Every appliance that everybody's bought since uh, 2009 has controller units in it that can actually communicate to what they call a smart grid. Um, there's not a platform in to yet at the utility for those appliances to communicate to. But uh, going forward, um, every time you buy a new electric vehicle, you know, you're making a choice that's going to impact something on the grid, the electric grid in your neighborhood. Um, if we just have a... In, in some of our sister states like California and Hawaii, we've seen where an organic uptake, a purchase of um, either uh, photovoltaic systems for rooftops or electric vehicles that aren't planned for um, end up causing huge costs for the utility and us as ratepayers to pay because we're reacting to something we didn't plan. And so we're trying very hard to get the utilities to start um, looking forward more to use some of the tools that like Amazon and Netflix use to tell you what kind of products and movies you may want to buy to get a good idea of what type of consumer goods we're going to buy that are going to impact the uh, grid and pay for them. If you have an electric car, if you want to drive it home every night and plug it in at 6 o'clock, that causes a problem. That's a demand, a peak around 6 o'clock that if we don't plan for it, could end up costing you and me more. And then the question is, should I pay for my neighbor's Tesla to charge up whenever they want? Or should the utility decide when to charge it between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. when the wind is blowing or there's uh, extra electricity on the system? That provides a system benefit for all of us and reduces our electric rates going forward. That's a complicated discussion, um, but it's one uh, important. It's called distributive energy resource planning, and it's about bringing your values as a customer to the electric grid because every purchase you make TV, dishwasher, refrigerator, smartphone, that's having an impact on the electric good and everybody in your neighborhood. What kind of incentives are you talking about to 
sort of prod these utilities into action? Well, this is the exciting part and, and, and really the topic that I'm trying to, t- to be a little bit evangelical on, which is um, this idea of not selling electricity by the kilowatt hour anymore, but start looking at electricity as a service. And what I say by that is that you might, I think, in the next uh, five to ten years start seeing employers. It could be the state of Washington, it could be Microsoft, it could be your local school district, where you have an EV car. It makes more sense to have um, community solar at a, uh, at a school building where teachers drive into with their EV cars because PV panels produce almost the majority of the electricity between nine and three. Uh, people drive their cars in, charge them there at work, and maybe that it's done as a service for like $15 a month. You have to juxtapose that with everybody building rooftop solar at their house, but they're not there when it's producing electricity because they're at work. Uh, you know, they come home at night when those solar panels aren't producing electricity and plug their car in and create a demand. Um, that, that's, that's just causing all sorts of cost shifting to happen. And by planning better, it's finding these symbiotic relationships. Where can we bring two different things together to create a value? And that can be sold as a service. Um, the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, as an employee benefit, um, you might see, start seeing a lot of employers actually offer you an electric vehicle and the ability to charge at work as something of a benefit because the, what they pay for electricity is, is uh, generally, you know, 20 to 40 to percent less than what I pay as a homeowner. So just charging your car at work would save you two to three hundred dollars a year over what you're paying at home. We're about out of time. I know you're busy today. I want to wrap up here, but before I do, I would like for you to sort of bring what we've talked about now back to what's going on now, which is a 60-day short session mm-hmm. in the legislature. What do you see happening regarding these issues? in the next 55 days. Yeah, we've got some competing proposals for how to do the the 5G wireless build out uh, here. Um, In a short session, it's hard to see if one of those will get more traction over the other, but it's important to try. On the DER, we've, uh, this has been a five-year discussion. I think we're gonna see action on it um, this year, distributive energy resource planning. We've got a good recommendation from our Utilities and Transportation Commission, and we're gonna roll out some guidance for utilities to start a dialogue with their customers about how they want their distribution system to look like going forward. People talk about resiliency, and you know, with the storms that have happened, you've seen what's happened in Puerto Rico, we saw what happened with Sandy, we've seen what's happening in California with the wildfires, the wildfires here in eastern Washington. And resiliency starts in the neighborhood, at the home, and on the block, and this concept of microgrids and being self-reliant with, and producing electricity where you need to consume it is the most efficient pathway forward. And what you're going to see is the legislature coming up with some policies that works with utilities to to try to deliver that future so that we still have the lowest cost electricity in the United States. I really appreciate you spending a few minutes here. And I also really appreciate the fact that you were able to talk to me as if I didn't know anything about this, because I don't. And I think I may be representative of a lot of the listeners. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you. And that's it for today. If you feel like this was time well spent, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov. What we're talking about here is your state government. What happens here matters a lot. And the more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats. Thanks for listening.